Section 39 of The Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rebecca Braunert Plunkett. The Fairy Book by Dinah Maria Malloch. The Hind of the Forest, Part 3. The prince, on his part, came home also very much wearied and vexed. Bikafiko, he said, I've spent the day in chasing the most beautiful hind I ever saw. She has slipped from me time after time with the most wondrous adroitness, yet my arrows were so true that I marvel how she escaped. At dawn tomorrow I must be after her once more. So he did not fail to go, at earliest dawn, to her hiding-place, but the hind took care not to revisit her favorite haunt. He sought her everywhere and could see nothing. Then, being very tired and hot, he gathered some luscious apples which he saw hanging upon a tree over his head. As soon as he ate them, he fell fast asleep. Meantime, the hind roaming stealthily about, came to the place where he lay, came quite suddenly, or else she would have taken to flight. But now seeing her enemy sound asleep, she paused a minute to look at him, and in his features, wasted with grief, but still so lovable and beautiful, she recognized the face which had long been engraven on her heart. The poor hind! She crouched down a little distance and watched him, her eyes beaming with joy. Then she sighed at length. Become bolder, she approached nearer and softly touched him with her forefoot. Awaking, what was the prince's surprise to see beside him, tame and familiar, the pretty creature whom he had hunted all yesterday, but when he put out his hand to seize her, she fled away like lightning. He followed with all the speed he could, and thus, she flying and he pursuing, they passed the whole day. Towards evening her strength failed, and when the hunter came up to her, it was a poor half-dying deer that he found lying on the grass. She thought, her death was certain, still, from his hands it did not seem so terrible as from anyone else, but instead of killing her, he caressed her. Beautiful hind, said he, do not be afraid. I only wish to take you home with me, and have you with me always. He cut branches of trees, wove them ingeniously into a sort of couch, which he strewed with roses and moss, then took the creature in his arms, laid her gently down upon them, and sat beside her, feeding her from time to time with the softest grass he could find. She ate contentedly from his hand, and he almost fancied she understood all the sweet things he said to her, and so time passed till it grew dusk. My pretty hind, said he, I will go in search of a stream where you can drink, and then we will take our way home together. But while he was absent, she stole away, and had only time to reach the cottage when the transformation happened, and it was not a hind, but a weeping princess who threw herself on the bed beside the faithful gilliflower. "'I have seen him,' she cried. "'My prince warrior himself is in the forest. He was the hunter who has pursued me these two days, and has taken me at last. But he did not slay me. He saved and caressed me. Ah!' He is gentler and sweeter even than the image in my heart. Here she began again to weep, 
but gilliflower consoled her and they went to sleep wondering much how this adventure would end the prince returning from the stream missed his beautiful white hind and came back to becafico full of grief mingled with a certain anger at the ingratitude of the creature to whom he had been so kind but at break of the day he rose determined again to pursue her she however in order to avoid him took a quite different route still the forest was not so large but that at last he saw her leaping and bounding among the bushes seized by an irresistible impulse he shot an arrow after her it struck her she felt a violent pain dart through one of her slender limbs and fell helpless on the grass when the prince came up to her he was overcome with remorse for his cruelty he took a handful of herbs and bound her wound made her a bed of branches and moss laid her head upon his knees and wept over her my lovely hind said he why did i wound you so cruelly you will hate me when i wish you to love me so he tended and cherished her all day and towards nightfall he knotted a ribbon round her neck with the intention of gently leading her home but she struggled with him and the struggle was so sore that gilliflower coming out in search of her dear mistress heard the rustling and saw her hind in the hunter's power she rushed to rescue her to the prince's great astonishment whatever consideration i owe you madam said he you must know that you are committing a robbery this hind is mine no sir she is mine returned gilliflower respectfully she knows she is and will prove it if you will only give her a little liberty my pretty pet come and embrace me the hind crept into her arms now kiss me on my right cheek she obeyed now touch my heart she laid her foot against gilliflower's bosom i allow she is yours said the prince discontentedly take her and go your ways but he followed them at a distance and was very surprised to see them enter the cottage he asked the old woman who the damsel was but she said she did not know except that the lady and the hind lived there together in solitude and paid her well but when becafico who had eyes as sharp as needles coming to meet his master by chance got sight of gilliflower he recognized her at once here is some great mystery said he for that is the lady who was the favorite of the princess desiree do not utter that name which only recalls my grief said the prince sadly but uh, becafico determined to gratify his curiosity made all sorts of inquiries and discovered that gilliflower was lodged in the next room i should like to see her again thought he and since only a thin partition divides us i will bore a hole through he did so and beheld a wonderful sight there sat the fairest princess in all the world attired in a robe of silver brocade her hair falling in long curls and her eyes sparkling through tears gilliflower knelt before her binding up her beautiful arm from which the blood was flowing do not heed it sighed the princess better let me die for death itself would be sweeter than the life i lead alas how hard it is to be a hind all day to see my betrothed to feel his tenderness and goodness yet be unable to speak to him or tell him the fatal destiny which divides me from him when uh, becafico heard this 
words cannot describe his astonishment and delight he ran towards the prince who sat moodily at the window sir cried he only look through this hole and you will see the original of the portrait which so fascinated you the prince looked and recognized at once his beloved princess he would have died with joy had he not believed himself deceived by some enchantment he knocked at the door gilliflower opened it he entered and threw himself at the feet of desiree what followed of explanations vows tears and embraces was never very clearly related not even by gilliflower and becafico who were present but who considerately drew aside and spent the time in conversing with one another so passed the night and anxiously they awaited for the dawn to see whether the beautiful princess would again become a hind of the forest but the day broke grew clearer brightened into sunrise and the princess with the prince sitting beside her remained a beautiful maiden still then came a knock at the door and there entered the little old woman who had been such a kind hostess for all this while the period of enchantment is ended my children said she go home and be happy and then they knew her as no longer the little old woman but the fairy tulip who had thus faithfully watched her charge so the bride and bridegroom returned to their capital where the marriage was solemnized with all splendor and at desiree's request longthorn and her mother who had been imprisoned by the old king's order were set free with no further punishment than banishment to their own country where they were to remain for life as for the faithful gilliflower she stayed at court with her beloved mistress and became the wife of the equally faithful becafico who had served prince warrior as devotedly as she the princess desiree the two were laden with wealth and honors and shared the happiness of the other two lovers which was as great as any mortal could desire after their death the story of the white hind of the forest was commanded to be written down in the archives of the state and thence it has been told in tradition or sung in poetry half over the world End of The Hind of the Forest Part 3